Should I do video too? I'm in the you're in the bathroom. Is that what you said? No, I'm in the, my bathroom. But let me, oh. Hopefully, I won't flash you any boob. <laughs> you don't have to if you don't want to. I just feel like it's easier when we can see each other. Does that help? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> I thought you said you were in the bathroom. I was like, why are you recording from the bathroom? Actually, it's very echo in in there. It wouldn't be good. I've tried yeah. leaving my smells on shows in the bathroom, but it's really awful. <laughs> You realize I'm using this to start the show now, right? Because oh, that was really funny. Falling Program is a proud member of the Palava family of podcasts. Check out all the shows over at palava.com. That's P-A-L-A-V-I dot com. Welcome to GleeCast, the somewhat occasionally weekly home of Glee and casting. Here are your hosts, Emily and Erica. Yes, uh, world, we're GleeCasting from Skype. Woo! It's one of those very special Skype episodes. Indeed, where we'll keep interrupting each other occasionally. And our voices will drop out as we talk over each other. Happen. Um, you'll occasionally hear little bloopy things when, like, because we're so popular, people will, like, be, like, messaging us on Skype. And we'll just be like, oh, can't talk now. But every time we send a message, you'll hear the bloop. Um, um, that's what I foresee happening. That's never happened to me. No one talks to me on Skype. Well, then, you know, we can't all be cool. Look at us uh, but I'm Emily. I'm Erica. We're GleeCast. Uh, we're here to talk about episode 13 of season two called... Come Back. Of course it's called Come Back, because you know what? Drinking game, how often did they say the word come back in the show? They did say it a lot of times. They even said it in Spanish. They did. They did. They did. Indeed, they did. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know if we have... Do we have anything to say in this introduction? Um... I don't think so. I, I we kind of just recorded like less than a week ago, so because Glee got to um, really a lot of episodes at us all of a sudden. Gee, thanks. That was that was nice of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Visit us on our forums over at palaver.com. That's p-a-l-a-v-r.com. Indeed. Um, yeah. I don't know if there's been any Glee news. Has there been? Um. There was. One controversy we didn't talk about, but apparently people were angry about Leia Michelle appearing on the cover of Cosmo with a very, like, boob-heavy shirt. People which I find so hilarious. Dumb. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, that's that's our stance on that. Um, I, should we just get into the episode? Um, yeah, I have one more thing. I tried to get um, tickets to Glee live again because we had so much fun. We wanted to go again. And... Mm-hmm. I kind of forgot to do it at the time they went on sale, but there's two shows on June 18th at Nassau Coliseum, which is a shitty, shitty venue to begin with. And so I tried for the 8 o'clock show because I figured there'd be less kids, and that one was sold out. So I tried the 3 o'clock show, and it gave me two tickets up in the 300 section, which is pretty high up. They wanted $218 for the two tickets. I was like, are you kidding yeah, I'm like, sure Sesame Street Live is not that much. Yeah, like they didn't, we didn't pay that much last time for Radio City Music Hall, yeah. which is. I know when I saw the Wiggles, it was, I think, $35 each. It was just, I was like shocked and appalled and clearly didn't buy the tickets. Like, because they were like $80 tickets and then Ticketmaster charges All those taxes. so many service charges. They were $218 for two tickets. I was like, that is ridiculous. I'm not paying that. I'm sorry. That's a bummer. I mean, I guess you can justify it by, like, a typical Broadway show is about that much nowadays. Yeah, but you don't have to deal with 13-year-olds at a Broadway show. Unless you... For the most part. Yeah, I mean, I know that um, 
I, I was on the train one day coming home, and this was when Joey Fatone was in Rent. I hadn't <sighs> seen Rent that day. I was like, just happened to catch the five o'clock train home on a Saturday, which is the worst thing you could do. Because there was this like 14 year old girl sitting behind me with her friend and they had just seen Joey Fatone and Rent and spent the entire hour and 15 minute ride home talking about like reading his bio and dissecting every word and talking about like every move he made on stage. And I didn't know it's possible to talk for an hour and 15 minutes about Joey Fatone, but apparently it is. So it um, is. Yeah. Okay. Now that we've talked that out, um, I would advise you not to spend the $200 on it. Yeah. um, No, I I mean, I didn't, but. Yeah, I was, I was shocked, shocked and appalled. and appalled, and appalled. I'm sorry. Um, but, okay, so now we can talk about the episode. Okay, so this is episode two dot fourteen, four, no. thirteen, fourteen. Damn it, thirteen, thirteen. For some reason, I'm convinced I can count, and I can't, and I don't know why I'm forgetting that. All right, but come back. Here's our glee cap. Sabes la palabra regresar? It means come back. Something this episode of Glee is kind of sort of filled with, or so it wants us to believe. Sue has to return from the depths of not Diane Sawyer's Loser of the Year, something she does by first threatening suicide, then joining the Glee Club, thanks to the comeback of Emma Pillsbury, who is apparently more concerned with guidance counseling the faculty than student body. Once there, Sue plots to destroy New Directions from within, pitting Mercedes and Rachel against each other with a second annual diva off. It doesn't really go anywhere. Uh, So Will takes matters into his own hands by dragging Sue to a cancer ward where he sings to the happiest terminally ill patients ever. Sue goes with it, later giving the gang a hit song for regionals and then declaring war by accepting a job coaching their competition, Oral Intensity. In other news, Rachel Rachel pays Brittany to make some berry fashion take the school, but it backfires and that's that. Although it somehow makes Rachel realize with Finn's gentle prodding that she should go all Diane Warren or the chick from Coyote Ugly and write original music for New Direction's next big gig. Sam Tana finally becomes whole when the latter half of that new nickname urges the first half to recognize that Quinn got mono by making out with Finn, not saving him from an evil gumball. Mixed in between is a lot of talk about Justin Bieber, a confidence-boosting performance by Lauren Z-I-Z-E-S, and nary a touch of Kurt. It's epic. It's Bieberish. Esta regresando. Esta. Gling, gling. Uh, episode how, 14. 13, 13. 13. How did you feel about this episode? Okay, I think much like you, because I had a feeling just from one thing you said to me, I watched it, and I was like, okay. Um, I couldn't remember anything that happened in it all week. And, like, what I do usually, um, you know, kind of on my free time at work, like, if I'm not doing anything, I'll be like, all right, let me let me quickly write up the recap. And I was like, shit, what happens? I don't remember what happened. I don't remember. And then last night, I, I rewatched it this morning, thankfully, because otherwise I can tell you, I would have nothing, I would just not know what to say about it. I don't think it was a bad episode. Um, coming off of Valentine's Day, which you and I both really loved, it's definitely mm-hmm. a disappointment. It's a disappointment, but it's not, I didn't think it was awful. I just thought it didn't have anything special about it it had no direction it oh it was all over the place there were so many story threads going on mm-hmm. that a lot of threads were dropped and not picked up and it was just all over the place and i i don't know i i was just very like lost the whole episode and confused i i, yeah. I was just kind of like this was a weird episode like it was I, kind of this like weird um chess i call it like a chess piece episode because it felt like they had to move a couple of things along. They had to kind of like remind us about regionals. They had, to, I guess, now they have to move Sue over to Oral Intensity. 
they had to give Rachel now, I guess, the storyline where she's going to write a song. Um, and then you had the sort of Sam Quinn Santana. There's some relationship stuff, but and then throw in Justin Bieber just because you need like a theme for the episode, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it was it was. I don't know. It was really underwhelming. Is what yeah, it, it was. I just felt like it was like really all over the place. And I mean, I guess a lot happened, but it felt like nothing happened. Mm hmm. So yeah, very was, much. And even, I mean, we'll get to the songs in a minute, but I, I, I couldn't remember any of the songs because yeah. none of them stood out. And I, I don't think there were any awful ones, but it was just a really mediocre B minus C plus episode for me. Like just, I don't know. I, I can't really call it bad. Every, everything was fine. It just was dull. To me, it felt on par with the Super Bowl episode. I felt in a similar way. I was really underwhelmed by it. I felt like, it just didn't have the punch that I liked from my Glee. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, all right. So what do you want to, who do you want to talk about first? Who should we start with? Um, Sue, I guess. Sure. Sure. So um, Sue is all depressed. Yeah. But, and so she kind of, but I, the thing is, I don't, she's not really depressed. Right. Well, uh, you're right. She's just, she is no longer going to make her, kind of claim on the world at McKinley right now is kind of what you gather that um, without the Cheerios, essentially she doesn't have anything to do this year. Like she's still a teacher and a coach and everything, but you know, when Emma says, well, why don't you just have your Cheerios cheer for the football team? That's a joke to Sue because there's yeah. no end goal in that. So by the end of the episode, we realize whether this was her goal from the beginning or not, I don't know, but that now she's set with oral intensity and is now going to be their coach, which is, Whatever, we'll see where that goes. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, she's kind of playing. She's trying. She's just trying to destroy the Glee Club again because that's what Sue occasionally seeks to do. Right. I just felt like she was very up and down because, like, first she was depressed, but then she was just playing depressed to get behind enemy lines to destroy the Glee Club. But then that doesn't work. So then Will makes her feel bad by taking her to the cancer ward to the House of Sad, and then. Sad. <laughs> but they and, were so happy, and she like has a human moment there and then decides to go back to destroying the glee club like i it was just yeah i don't know at what point she turned that was, i think that's the question yeah. hit on it when between the hospital to her recommending they sing this song at the end of the episode at what point did she decide oh fuck the glee club again i yeah, don't know there's no Maybe our listeners know. i don't know but did you did you catch it like do you know what it was that caused her to be like woo? No, 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 I don't. I mean, I guess singing with Will and the kids made her want to sing a song with the Glee Club, which doesn't even make sense. I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. And then I don't know. And then after that, she was like, "I had a lot of fun dancing with these kids, but now I want to destroy them at regionals, so I'm going to go coach another team." Right. Like, unless her plan is to make oral intensity suck, which it isn't. Like right. So, I don't know. It was just... I don't know. It was odd. Yeah, now that you really pointed it out, I, I, <laughs> I'm okay with it in a way, but I just wish... If I had known what the turning point was, I would be fine. But I don't know at what points it was like, fuck, ooh, ooh, shit, are we good? Yeah. Why? Okay. Because I dislodged my headphones. Okay, I'm back. Oh, okay. Sorry um, Yeah, no, I don't know what the turning point was. I, mm -hmm. in, 
And she had, like, the thing is she had, like, four turning points. And yep. the most important one isn't identified in the episode. So Good point. Very good point. It didn't. Um, it did bring us back Emma, who didn't really do much, but she was there. So, hey, Emma. And she handed out pamphlets. She did. She did. She had pamphlets for that kind of thing. Uh, and something else that really struck me, we know now who the re- who the New Directions is competing against. Right. What about Vocal Adrenaline? Well, I, we I think we had this discussion briefly where they kind don't they kind of. Oh wait, we went to sectionals already. Yeah. I don't know. So, why? I mean, I'm just so confused by that because Will's like, I have the list for who we're competing against. We're competing at Oral Intensity again. Which makes you think, okay, well, that makes sense because they're in the same region. So Oral Intensity probably won their they're sectional. Re- they're sectional. Yeah. And the Warbler's tied. But where the fuck is Vocal Adrenaline? And what about Sunshine and um, um, Cheyenne Jackson? I don't know. I'm very confused by that. That, like, totally distracted me the whole episode because they kept talking about Oral Intensity. I'm like, wait, why isn't anybody asking about Vocal Adrenaline? And, Oral, and like, they're like, Oral Intensity, they kicked our ass last year. They well, didn't use- but it's like, well, they didn't, like, everybody knows they were not, they were, they should have been third place. So I don't know why, I don't know. Well, maybe it's, um, maybe it's like brackets. Maybe there, maybe mm-hmm. this is the next bracket for regionals. And then maybe there's a secondary regional. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Or are they going to compete against Vocal Adrenaline at Nationals? But that seems weird. I don't know. Yeah, because you wouldn't have two from the same yeah. region. If we have any listeners out there who were big on the Glee Club high school competition circuit, let us know what your thoughts on that are. Gleecast at gmail.com. Yes. Uh, so next storyline, uh, who do you want to hit on? Um, I guess Rachel and Brittany. Again, Rachel's storyline just felt super thrown together and very inconsistent. I don't, I don't know. I mean, there was a kind of a connecting thread in that last week we saw Rachel like, decide you're right i'm gonna be a diva i'm gonna be my own thing and this week was her like trying to build that by saying i'm gonna become a name i'm gonna become a fashion trendsetter because you know divas do that uh so she pays britney to wear her fashion and it backfires this was like kind of i don't know here and there it was funny there were some funny like gags within it but oh it was i like the yeah underwhelming underwhelming i like the whole point of how like now that the Cheerios don't, now that the three girls are no longer Cheerios, it's like, because I remember thinking, oh, wow, we get to see them in, like, real clothes now, and now it's become this huge thing where, you know, their clothes are so definitive of them, which I find interesting. They are. Santana had one, like, super 80s outfit. It was awesome. It was She only wore it for a <laughs> second. It was when she first approached Sam after the Justin Bieber experience, and okay. she had on, like, a fringe leather jacket and, like... Yes, a, I caught that. A very small floral print, like, tube dress. It was great. <laughs> I guess it's kind of, like, I didn't have to wear uniforms at my school, but that sense of, like, if you have to and then you don't, or, like, then yeah. it's the weekend, like... You know, it becomes such an important thing to you to show your fashion sense because you can't otherwise. <laughs> that maybe that was that. Uh, but yeah, that that turns into Rachel deciding to write us that that they should write original music for regionals. Which I'm actually, I was kind of that in a way surprised me mm-hmm. that they would take the um take the plunge into the original music place yep. because they I'm excited. So well. for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I am, I, I don't know who's going to be actually writing the songs just because I, I don't know that background information. Um, but, you know, I, and I like the idea of that a lot as far yeah. as I'm just, you know, that artisticness. 
Um, I agreed with Rachel completely, and I was surprised nobody else did about how she's like, this is a good song, but it's not going to win us regionals. And everybody was poo-pooing that, but I was on her side on that. But I'm also a little hesitant to say that an original song will win them regionals either, because isn't, mm-hmm. isn't that the whole point of Glee Club is like doing what other people's do. music and making it spectacular? I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was just about singing and dancing with jazz hands. And sassy fingers, sassy fingers. <laughs> Giving you my sassy fingers. Um, ah, is that near you? What? I moved the computer. Okay. It sounded like a giant Tyrannosaurus Rex stepping on something, but that's cool. Sorry. That's okay. Um, all right, now we've got Sam and Quinn and Santana and Finn. So Sam wants to take Quinn out for their Friday night date to Color Me Color Mine. Me mine. <laughs> I had to look it up. I've never heard of Color Me Mine. I thought it oh, was like... It's like a real thing? Yes! Oh I thought God. it was just like... No, no, no. You can Google it right now. Google Color Me Mine. It's apparently awesome. Um, okay, I don't know if you had this. When I was a kid... A bunch of um, people would have parties yeah. at, um, oh, God, what was it called? There was, like, a um, surround. Wow, I'm sorry. I just got distracted because I, I went to go to the Google site for Color Me Mine, and I noticed I had my Twitter page open, and I got a reply on Twitter that was, datingforparents.com, are you a single parent looking? I'm not. No. I don't know why that came to me. I The last tweet I sent was about my cat staring at my socks, so I don't know. That was just distracting. Well, anyway. Um, Emily, color- there's a Color Me Mine in Tribeca. Oh, look what you can do. They have it for brides. You can have a registry where you can have your your guests like paint you um, your your china. That's very fancy. Um, okay, for kids, I'm sure there's great stuff. The party place. Um, you can have parties where you can... Oh my god, there's a, there's a Tyrannosaurus Rex! Erica, click on the link. Are you on the page? Yeah. Click on the link, Party Place. Scroll down. What do you see? Um, a kid painting a, a skull? I don't. Oh, you no, no, not for kids. Click on um, Party oh, Place. I did. I did. Oh, okay. When I click on that, I got a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Do you see um, join our Gmail list or email list? It's a little Tyrannosaurus Rex with um, an email in his mouth. No. Are you on colormemine.com? Yes. Oh, I'm still on the Tribeca page. That's why. Okay. No, no. Just go on, like, their general page. All right. Step one is that you pick the ceramic piece you'd like to paint. Step two, you paint it. Step three. Oh, no. Oh, Step there two, he is. Plan. Now I see him. You see him, right? It's, it's a whole T-Rex-themed episode, apparently. Um, Step four, you have fun when painting. Um, step five, you glaze it, they fire it. Step six, you pick it up and it's yours. Um, that sounds like an amazing date. I would have fun. But yeah, we I used would have- to do these for like birthday parties and stuff when I was younger. I never got to. There was this ceramics place in Medford where I grew up and people always had ceramics parties there, but none of my friends ever did. So I never got to go to one and I always kind of felt sad. Um, I'm sorry. But it just makes me like Sam even more that that's his idea of a fun Friday night. Because that's my idea of a fun Friday night. <laughs> Um, I color really. What? Color a seahorse. Oh, you're yeah. still on the site, huh? I am. I'm so, okay. It's really <laughs> distracting. It's so colorful. I'm clicking back away. Um. Yeah, I um, I really didn't like Quinn this episode. I didn't, um. Yeah. Well, she was kind of a slutty. Yeah, I didn't like her flip flopping. I didn't like her 
uh, just her reasoning. She likes Sam because he's shameless because he was so shameless in singing Bieber. Like I don't, I don't know. I didn't like it. Yeah, I mean, she was kind of, um, kind of slutty this episode. Is what I'll say. Like just very much slutty isn't the right word. I don't know what the right word is. Like. It's bitchy slutty because it's essentially her being like, well, both of these guys like me. I'm going to play she both. Was, that. I don't know what the word for that is. Slutty with her emotions. Selfish, maybe? I don't know. Um, yeah, so she was, yeah. Um, but then when Sam decides to start the Justin Bieber experience, it wins him back her. Right. Uh, which, I mean, I thought that storyline was kind of amusing i don't i'm not a justin bieber fan i agree with lauren's isis i think the fact that he looks like he's 12 is creepy when you realize that again like people i know who are in their 40s have a crush on him which i just find yeah um and i mean and i know there's a double standard and i say the same for when i when grown men find found i don't know find miley cyrus sexually attractive i guess is what you can say now Mm -hmm. um but uh, I don't know. I thought this was entered the storyline itself. It's not for me in a way, but I thought it was fine. I thought they got some good jokes out of it. Um, so I didn't hate that aspect of the store of the show when I re- was really expecting to. Yeah. I don't know. I'm so wishy-washy about the whole show. Like it. Yeah. It was just, but what eh. did you think of, of Sam in this episode? I like Sam this episode. I do too. Yeah. Um, First of all, I love his James Earl Jones impression. It was actually, (laughs) like, really dead on. Even though it was totally racist, because James Earl, like, totally killed Martin Luther King Jr. Clearly. (laughs) But, um, I don't know. I I liked him, and I felt bad for him because of the way Quinn was acting, so I was kind of okay with him being like, I'm going to go be with Santana now. Yep, me too. Me too. I think Um, everything out of Santana's mouth is, like, fried gold. I agree. I agree. She's she reminds me a lot of Cordelia from Buffy yeah. now, where she is totally the character that says everything she's thinking and most of it's really bitchy, uh, but it's usually delivered very in a great way and is quite usually honest. So yep, yep. Um, so I'll, I'm I'm really curious where that relationship will go. I'm kind yeah. of scared for Sam. A little bit, but I think it could also be a chance for them to take. Santana down a little bit and mm. give her a real relationship as opposed to, you know, what she's been doing, which is sledding around. Okay. All right. I'll see that. Uh, and that's real. Is that really all we have? Yeah. yeah. Besides like Puck's little, I'm, and like I said, there's like a lot of just really tiny storylines, yeah. like, you know, Puck and he, he's trying to still get in Lauren's enormous panties and, so she's like, I have a proposition for you, but I don't know what the proposition was. He helped her sing, and now I don't know. I think it was and- just supposed to be one step closer. I'm actually, again, I I don't mind this, because I'm okay with every episode not having to be all of a sudden they're a couple. I actually really like the fact that it's been like a three-week buildup so far of a, all right, maybe they'll date, but it's taking time. I, I, it's it's really different for the show because I'm so used to it being like all of a sudden you're in a couple, all of a sudden you're in another couple, all of a sudden you're in another one. It is. I just I don't like. I don't know. I feel as confused as Puck is. Like I don't I don't know what she. I'm still confused by her. I don't. I still don't know what she wants. She. I feel like she changes her mind all the time. Sometimes she wants him. Sometimes she doesn't. Then she's teasing him. Then she hates him. And I mean, I still think it's not that. I think. I don't know. I, I Maybe I'm giving a lot of credit to the character. I still think that she's just 
enjoying her the power she has right now and stretching it out because I think deep down she kind of real. She, I mean, it's from what I see of it, it's that he's really enjoying the chase and he's enjoying the fact that she's teasing him and you know this kind of flirty where it's going. I think she might even be scared of once they actually get together, is it going to even last? Because mm-hmm. it, so much of the joy now is in this anticipation, um, which I'm enjoying because again, you know, you don't see that progression all the time, especially on Glee, which rushes everything. Yeah. So I kind of like where it's going. Okay. Yeah. You want to talk about the songs then? Yeah, let's go to the songs. So the first one I know is your favorite song. Erica was like texting me throughout the episode. Oh my God. Are they going to sing baby, baby? I can't wait for them to sing baby, baby. Is and it actually did. called Baby Baby? I, I think have it's no only idea. Baby. <laughs> I think it's just You're one not baby. Make, I make up the names of the songs. I know. I have you a question mark after every title, except for the one that I know. Um, I don't yeah, know. He says it's, Baby most of the time. It's just one baby. I thought it was Baby 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 O, oh, but you know. <laughs> baby Baby hand. Baby No. Oh, oh, it's No. No, the second one is No. Oh, okay, okay. It's oh, and then No. I didn't even realize that. Um. Because he was like, baby, 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 no. Oh, I get it. I get kind of sure. Because she was not wanting to be with him anymore. Oh! Did you you listen to the words? They made sense. I was too busy paying attention to his moves and the Glee Club's reactions to them. His moves were really cute, I thought. And I'm guessing it's just, is that what Justin Bieber does? I don't know. You showed me the video last week. I don't remember. I don't know. I I was assuming they were Justin Bieber dance moves. They were killing right. me. I was like, please don't stop him from dancing. Please don't. I just like- thought they were hilarious. And again, like like Queen said, like he went for it. Give him credit for that. Um, I had the unfortunate um, experience of having, of seeing Justin Bieber live. Um, what? Yeah. Because he opened for Taylor Swift. Oh, Lisa and I went. So it's excuses. What? It's 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 scary. We tried to stay in the restaurant and eat during <laughs> him, but eventually, like our bill was there, and because it was it was up in Massachusetts, it was at um, Gillette Stadium, which is part of Patriot Place, which is like this really big. Um, it's like a shopping center. There's a movie theater. There's restaurants, and it's all kind of connected to the stadium. So when you eat at the CBS Zone restaurant, you can see into Gillette Stadium. So we could see who was on. We could kind of hear what, you know, who was performing when, blah, blah, blah. There was another opening act before him. I don't remember who it was. So, like, we were eating dinner and having drinks before that. And then he came on. And we we tried to avoid it as much as possible. But at some point, there was just nothing else to do except go sit in our seats. Um, so we did during part of him. And we sat there very uncomfortably. And there was a lot of screaming. And I don't like to talk about it that much. <laughs> A little part of you died that day, didn't it, Erica? It did. A little part. Then T Swift came on and she was great, so that part was good. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, um, it happened. It was I don't know. It was like the, again, like the fact that like all the girls were totally into it. Quinn, like you could see Quinn changing her mind within the song because mm-hmm. she's like in the beginning she's just like, oh my god, I'm embarrassed, and then by the end she's kind of like, oh wait a minute, um, and yeah, I don't know. It was. It was cute, I thought. I guess maybe because I saw Justin Bieber performing. Yeah, I didn't fall in love with him. I don't know. I gotcha. I saw him on Conan recently. He's like he's like a dorky, creepy he's, little he's kid. Like, exactly. It's just creepy. I uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm mixed on it, I guess. Like, who would you rather your daughter's crush on? Him or, I don't know. 
I feel like I would, as a kid, I never would have had a crush on him, though. Because, I mean, I was okay. a kid who hated the new kids because I thought they were like, ugh. So, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Um, uh, so then we strange, had, yeah, strange thing. We did another uh, Bieber song. We did. I Need Your Love? Is that what it's called? Somebody Maybe? to Love. Oh, okay. But but we already have that song that Glee sang. It's confusing to call that. Um, I, I really enjoyed the lighting. I... <laughs> the dancing was good. Come on, Mike Chang danced. Yeah. Other than that, I don't have anything to say about it. I, I have very little. Yeah. Puck, Puck's bangs were great. <laughs> connected um, to the hood. Connected to the hood. Yeah, I was very confused at first when he was had that off and then had it back on. I'm like, oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah, it was, again, like, I guess if you're a Justin Bieber fan, it was awesome. If you're not, it was, eh, it had some good dance moves. It had some good lighting and chalk moves. Yeah, I were they doing stuff. gymnastics afterwards? Or? I, that's a good question. Perhaps <laughs> I imagine Mike Chang can do a nice parallel bar thing. Um, How's that yeah. body strength? He does, although I don't know, he might be too tall for a lot of gymnastics stuff. I don't know. True. Are they tall? Like, for women, they're really short, but I don't know about guys. I don't either. Um, yeah. So then the next number actually got me excited. Right. Um, I heard the opening chords and I like I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Yeah. Even though I couldn't, um, <laughs> I, I did take a little bit of issue with it. It was Take Me or Leave Me from Rent. Um, I could only hear this song as a lesbian love song. Like, So watching it, all I saw was... <laughs> Rachel and Mercedes like having a lover spat. Mm-hmm. I couldn't separate I, it from the show. You know, it's funny because um, list like watching because the first time I watched it, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, this isn't a diva. This is like a you know a breakup makeup breakup song. Yeah. But then um, the second time, I was like, oh no! It, to me, it totally worked. And I don't know how I would feel if I just heard it without watching it. Mm-hmm. If I had closed my eyes and listened to it, maybe I still would have just heard it as a lesbian song. Um, but watching it, it I totally bought it as, oh, no, you could totally sing this as if you're singing it to someone else, as if you're both essentially singing it to someone else. Um, I don't know. It worked for me on that level, I thought. Although, I and as much as, um, you know, the whole point was that, like, they came together at the end of it, Mercedes won. Do you yeah. agree? Yeah. It just it's not a song for Rachel's voice. No. Rachel just sounds like she's shouting it. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh-huh. is kind of what Adina. Adina Menzel did in the you know it, it's a very shouty song, but the char- is, her yeah. character was we, very We we both sang it as well. <laughs> yes. As Maureen, a lesbian love song. Yes. Uh, Maureen's a very shouty character though. I think true, that's true. part of her characterization. I suppose we should point out that the original person who sang Rachel's part was Idina Menzel, mm-hmm. who, of course, played Shelby, her mother, on the show. Yes. Your Broadway fun fact, people, who are non-Broadway people. Ooh, trivia. Um, yeah, but I like the ending. I like that they got along at the end mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, haha. We I, I like that it happened within the song. I yeah. like that like there was a moment when suddenly you realized they were both having fun and kind of like Rachel grabs Mercedes' like shoulder and then it's like, yeah, we're like... We're both divas, and I, I yeah. like that. It was cute. It was sweet, and it was still like a banging song. So mm-hmm. I was happy with that. Um, and again, like that, the reactions of um, the Glee Club. Again, you had like Finn, who's now trying to act like do the Justin Bieber thing, and like so he's kind of like doing the Justin Bieber like head bob thing. <laughs> gets a great look from Quinn. So yep, 
the next thing, I don't know if we count it as a song, uh, but it involved a ukulele, so I feel like it totally did. Yeah. yeah I is just, this, it's probably not on the um, CD, though, is it? No, it's I no, it yeah. wasn't available for download. Um, this whole part just made me really uncomfortable. I don't know, it felt so out of place in this episode that was like, the whole episode was very lighthearted, and then all of a sudden there was this like big dramatic part where they went to the hospital and again these cancer patients. How could you be sad when those were the happiest kids you've ever seen in your life? I'm sorry. Like, now, this 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 has nothing to do with the fact that they you know are in a cancer ward. Like, how, have you ever walked into a room and had every child that happy? Like, <laughs> they're not that happy. Anywhere they're not that happy. What did they give those kids before filming that scene? Were they like, hey, guys, have some more chocolate. Have some more chocolate. Have some more chocolate. Here's an upper. Have some more chocolate. I don't know. Because they were really happy. Um, I think that those, that I don't know that it was a, like a real cancer ward or what, but I believe those were all <laughs> real children. <laughs> oh, they were real children? They weren't like children. played by With little people? Cancer. The, act, the cancer was not an actor, from what I understand. <laughs> um, so was it like, you kids like Glee, these two actors are going to come visit you? And you're going to be really, really, really fucking happy to see them and sing along. Maybe that's um, what it was. Maybe they're, since they're not maybe, actors. Maybe they're little leaks. Yeah. I don't know. And it was like a visit, and that's why it was exciting. I really wanted to punch the nurse Haley. I just didn't like her. Interesting. I don't have a problem. She didn't do anything to piss me off. But, Did you uh, watch hey. her during the song? She was just annoying to watch. I don't know. Oh, no. I, I was too focused on the ukulele and the adorable, really happy, really, really, really happy kids. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. it. It just, I don't know. It was weird. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really mixed on it. Cause like, I, it was sweet. I thought it was nice to hear Jane Lynch just get to sing a little bit. Cause she kind of sang without, you know, like her voice actually sounded really nice when she was singing, I thought. Um, but it does feel like such a milking, like, I don't know, like I, when like growing up, my brother had cancer. So I was at like hospitals and, you know, cancer camps and everything else. And, like, it, it just almost, it felt a little demeaning of, like, look at how happy and adorable these kids with cancer are. <laughs> like, no, they're just kids. Like, kids are also, I don't know, it felt it felt a little bit much. Um, but, yeah. So, I don't know. I was mixed on. I don't know how I feel about it. I feel like I won't know until I watch the show, like, over the summer when I'm doing, because the time I end up rewatching Glee is, like, when I'm doing laundry and just have it on in the background. Then I'll maybe know where it fell. But right now, I just don't know. Okay. Yeah. How do you feel about the next number? Well, we got to see Mike without a shirt in it, so that was good. Um, I, again, I I don't know how I feel about it. I didn't, I don't think I hated it. This was I Know What Boys Like. Yeah. Which is sung by who? Do you know originally? The actual song? No, I don't. Yeah. I forgot to look it up. Um, and this was Lauren, um, you know, her first solo number for Glee. And again, I kind of like that it was, as she said, it was giving the middle finger in song form. It's wait, the waitresses? I don't know. I've heard the song before. I've just never thought to know who's saying Apparently it was covered by Catherine McPhee. Oh, she was one of the American Idol people, wasn't she? Yeah. Um, it says, but she wasn't alive in the 80s when the song came out. Did it come out in the 80s? I think it did. It sounds like an 80s song to me. Um, so then it's by waitresses. Okay. Whoever they may be. Whoever, indeed. Um, I don't know. I, I'm i glad it was short. Um, yeah, I think it was about good. as long as it should be. 
but again, it was it was more of it was it, you know it was more showing this character who's really confident at some things but not at everything. Um, it was a good underwear gag. Like it's the kind of thing people have told you your whole life. Like, oh, just you go into the underwear. Um, but it was nice because then you got to see Sue in leather underwear and a mask, which was really unsettling but funny. Did uh, you see? Um, did you see that Will was in his boxers and a vest? <laughs> I didn't catch that. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, I don't know. It it was different for Glee, which I liked. I didn't hate it. But she can't. I don't think she sings very well. No, but the point of that song to me is is not about singing well. That song is kind of like punky. I'm just kind of saying it like I know, this. But everybody else in the Glee Club can sing, and they're keeping this character. Mike can't, Chang well, can't can. sing. Right, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Oh, uh huh. Damn, roasted. But huh? but he can dance. <laughs> yeah, but Lauren Zeisis is a twelfth person. <laughs> she, she's a warm body. That's great. She is. Um, and, and if they put another head on her, she can pretend she's two people. Yes, true. If need be. Um, but, and right now they need 12 and they don't have 12. So there, without Lauren Z-I-Z-E-S. <laughs> I don't know why I suddenly got like a Cheerio thing going there, but I felt it. Um, the, but yeah, I don't know. Like I'll never listen to it probably. No. Um, but I didn't hate it. I don't know. I don't know. It was bizarre. You were you were unhappy. Okay. I was uncomfortable. It was weird. All right. You felt weird a lot in this episode. I know. I, that's what I said. This episode was just bizarre. Like, I felt awkward the entire episode. Interesting. Like, I kept waiting for the... I felt like the entire thing was, like, the cold open. Like, I kept waiting okay. for the episode to start, and it never huh. got there for me. Like... I will say um, I enjoyed it a lot more the second time around. And this was one that I wasn't looking forward to watching again. Because I was like, ah, there's a bunch of mediocre performances, um, musical performances, this is nothing happens. I don't really, like, I'm not excited to watch it again. But when I watched it the second time, I did enjoy it more overall. So that's, you know, I don't know what it says about yeah. it, but I, it grew on me, I guess, a little bit. I don't know. It hasn't grown on me. Okay. And then, the last number, which is a fine song, it's Sing by My Chemical. Is it? Oh, okay. I thought it was called Something with Flannel by My Chemical Romance. Why were they all wearing flannel? I don't know. I, like... I really don't. I all tried... I looked at the music video. I was like, maybe My Chemical Romance wears flannel. I was like, they don't wear flannel. I mean, there was a joke early in the episode about hunting. Maybe they were bringing it back. I don't know. I was so confused because I, I didn't know the song when they sang it. I didn't realize it was a, My Chemical Romance song. Okay. Who I actually like My Chemical Romance, but I hadn't gotten the new album yet. So I didn't know the song. And I was like, I was like, is this some like big 90s like power ballad that I should know? Like by Soul Asylum or something like Pearl Jam, like that someone that wore flannel. Like, right, right. Because they kind of filmed it like that, too. Like all the. The shots from below right. them. And yeah, it did feel very 90s. It was very 90s rock. And I was like, am I, like, maybe I just don't know the song. Maybe I missed it when I was, you know, 10 years old. And, mm. But no, it's a new song. And they were dressed as lumberjacks. I don't get it. I don't either. However, it did mean Sue got to wear a flannel tracksuit, which was pretty amazing. That was wonderful. Um, I mean, this was fun. It was we. I, I feel like we haven't had one of these kind of Glee performances in a while, where it's yeah. everybody on stage singing. Um, I don't think it would win regionals. I agree with Rachel, but uh, it was it was really enjoyable. I like this one. Yeah, yeah. All but, right. I mean, yeah. An overall meh episode. 
Yep. Um, highs. I I, so I have a, a surprising fairly a fair amount of highs. I guess yeah, even though for I, such like a blah such, like a episode, you just unplugged your headphones. Sorry. I accidentally touched them. God forbid I touched them. No, I heard myself. It was weird. Um, for such a blah episode, they actually had a like a bunch of good quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed the Justin Bieber experience performing at a bat mitzvah. Of course you did. Of course you did. Um, again, I said this before, but Lauren's line about how once she realizes that Justin Bieber looks like he's 12, it's really creepy. Agreed. Um, there's this one moment that Finn has, and, like, Finn, one of the things I do like about Finn is that he never kind of, never has control of his situation. And there's this moment where um, he gives... It's in the locker room when the guys are trying to join the Justin Bieber experience and Finn comes over and he's like, what are you doing? And he's and he Finn's line to Sam is, I didn't kiss your girlfriend. She saved my life. And then he just has like the most dick smile on his face. (laughs) He's just like so pleased with Mm -hmm. himself that he is the upper hand in a situation. And I really it was just see that it was a good Finn moment. I liked it. That gassy infant that is Finn. Yeah, Um, we got a couple of shots of Mike Chang's abs. Yes. Not going to argue with that. Um, I enjoy that Sue is was a tambourine player for Wilson Phillips. Why not? Why would she not have been? Um, Rachel's to-do list, which included um, Celine Dion's birthday, uh, friend request Barbara Streisand on Facebook, and Margaret in concert, and an Avatar on Ice audition, <laughs> which... I mean, again, I wasn't the biggest fan of Avatar, but I would totally go to see it on ice. Yeah, especially if Rachel was in it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, and then I really enjoyed uh, Rachel's line about her singing, because so many people complain about the way she looks when she sings. And so <laughs> she was telling Sue about being a diva, and she said, and then you close your eyes and turn your head and push, push your feelings away. They are so big. Yep, that was cute. Okay, funny. I like that she's dubbed her look Sexy Schoolgirl Librarian Chic, mm-hmm. and that you can find it at Kids Are Us, which closes yeah. at Six Sharp. Yes. Um, yeah, and then I think I already mentioned Sam's James Earl Jones impression, which was my favorite, <laughs> favorite yeah, part and, of the episode. And that they brought back his Navi speaking, which, yeah. again, I find hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I have two more. Uh, one is that Puck calls him knockers. I just find it amusing that any teenage boy calls boobs knockers. Uh, and the, Brittany's line that when when people see Rachel, they see a cat getting its temperature taken and then screaming. Because you could totally see it. You're like, yeah, okay, yeah, that's kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Michelle, yeah. Um, and then as far as low notes go, I mean, I think I went over a lot of them. There was just too there were too many storylines going on in the episode, and yeah. And, Another, and I just felt like a lot of them were dropped. Like, Finn does the whole, okay, if, you know, if Bieber is what attracts Quinn, then I'm going to dress like Bieber, but then it doesn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, at the beginning of the episode, we start with a Will voiceover, which we haven't had in a long time. And I was kind of excited for a Will episode, because we haven't had we Will haven't had do one while, anything yeah. in a long time. Um, and that just gets dropped. Um, yeah, there's... I, I was thinking that, too, because, I mean... And he even has a couple things. He says, I'm over Emma, Carrie's out of the picture. And you're like, okay, where's this going? And then it goes nowhere. Yep. No. But um, rumors are a swirling. A few things that I caught from like Entertainment Weekly. Um, Terry is not coming back 
for the foreseeable future. She is still whatever a series regular. Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody was asking like on Entertainment Weekly, like, oh, when is she coming back? And they thought she was coming back in like two episodes from now, but she's not. So she's still gone for a while. And I believe Gwyneth Paltrow is coming back for like another, I don't know if just an episode or for an arc. No, she, but... signed, she signed for two episodes. So okay. she has okay. one more episode to go as far right. as I know. That's what I saw an interview with her and she said, oh, I signed on for two episodes. So I should be back soon. Okay. So second. we'll assume we'll, we'll get some, I hope. Cause poor guy. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So overall, I just felt like there was just a lot of, of meh. A lot of meh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. A few stray observations. Um, we talked about vocal adrenaline. Where are they? I don't know. Uh, and the other thing that, again, I like when these little things keep reappearing on Glee. In this case, it's Puck's obsession with Sam's mouth. <laughs> Remember, like, the first thing Puck ever said to Sam was, like, oh, my God, how many balls can you fit in your mouth? And in this episode, too, like, he just kept, like, oh, my God, your lips look even bigger now. <laughs> I just found that amusing to me. That's really all I got. Yep. All right. So you want to take a break and come back with feedback? Take a break. Come back with feedback. We've got a lot. Be right back. Okay. Dear Mr. Vernon, we accept the fact that we have to sacrifice a few hours a week to podcast about whatever you find important. But we think you're crazy asking us to write an essay telling you who we think we are. You see us as you want to see us, in the simplest terms and the most convenient definitions. But what we found out is that each of us is a podcast about other podcasts. A podcast about television. A podcast about films. A podcast about music. A podcast about books. Does that answer your question? Sincerely yours, The Podcast Podcast. The Podcast Podcast is your one-stop source for all the podcasts on the internet. Each week we have very special guests from some of the best shows on iTunes so that you can decide if you should check them out or keep on moving. Find us at thepodcastpodcast.com or search for us in the iTunes store by looking for me, Fozzie Bear, that's F-O-Z-Z-I-E-B-A-R-E. Do you find yourself looking for a different type of genre podcast? Do you find yourself on the weekends wondering when you will find that one film that might change your life? Well, then maybe you should check out The Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema with your host Big Willie and the Samurai. Bringing class to the trash since 1977 and rocking the house. You can find The Gentleman at ggtmc.com. Last to the trash. And we are back. We're back. Wow. Erica got that <laughs> Skype. <laughs> um, I was wow, is that a Skype thing you can do? Or how do you no, do that? It's my webcam. <laughs> I didn't Erica. <laughs> Erica's webcam for the for the people who are <laughs> for the non viewing. You know, we don't do this as a video as a video podcast, thank God, because like we said, I'm in my bathroom right now. Um Erica can apparently change the frame. Right now, she has thunderclouds with lightning coming down. Now she's in a spaceship. <laughs> um, 
She had earlier she had laser bars going on. Now she's her head is looming over a carnival. Keep doing this. It's no, fun. London. Look, there's oh, London. The oh, I get it. Perfect. I thought it was I've never been to London. I just saw a, a giant I thought that was like a haunted house and there's the Ferris wheel. Um Okay, now there's a purple glow. Now it's we're in Italy. It's pizza. Italy. I see that. Now I get the pizza thing. Okay, keep going, keep going. Wait, wait, now there's wait, a, France. Now France. Now Erica's face is looming over France to our French listeners. This is Seattle? Uh, I think that's Seattle. Yeah, I'm sure we got Seattle people out there. Erica's currently your god. I'm not uh, sure what that is. Wacky haunted house land. Uh, what the hell? Is I don't that? know what that is either. I think those are, that's a fire. Is it a house on fire? Fire station? Uh, we got the Brooklyn Bridge. We got a fire station. We're oh. back to the, oh, birthday party, birthday party. <laughs> Woo! Um, yeah, I was. <laughs> I, mean, wow. I encourage everybody with a webcam to play with it. Um, that's other things too. Wow. And send us stills of yourself in front of Piccadilly Circus, looming over it. It's amazing. So we've got oodles of feedback. Look, I have From, a mustache. Nehanda has a mustache. It's amazing. Um, he had a beard. He had a beard. That was great. <laughs> All right, I'll stop, I'll stop, I'll stop. Okay. It's so distracting for me. Um, we have oodles of feedback from cool people. And if you want to be cool, like those people that are cool, you send that in to gleecast at gmail.com. Gleecast with a K. With a K. Um, our first bit of feedback comes courtesy of Ellie, smiley face. Uh, and she writes, hi, Emily and Erica. My name is Hi, girls. I'm happy to have your podcast back. The top 10 episodes and the SB ones were really fun to listen to. I just wanted to say a few things. The black football players who constantly make the show tunes his oppressors is played by James Earl. And the character's name is Azimio. Oh, that, Azimio. that was a good pronounce, pronunciation. I don't know how to say it. Um, I'm going to go with that. Um, Azimio sounds like a creature from Dark Crystal, I think. Mm-hmm. But, again, and I just realized James Earl. There's a lot of James Earl popping up this this week. Yeah. Uh, okay, our next observation. The lady who bumped into Chris Colfer at the Golden Globes was Tom Hanks' wife, Rita Wilson. Not going to lie, I died laughing, but that must have been uncomfortable for the kid. I totally didn't realize it was Rita Wilson. I didn't see it, so I couldn't realize it just surprised me, I guess, because the Glee table was pretty far back, and you would think Tom Hanks' table would be pretty far forward. Um, that makes it even more amazing, somehow. Okay. Um, and her last thing, some people I talk to at school and work think Darren Chris is way too over the top when he performs. But I'm with you guys. He's very engaging and fun. Take care, and I'm looking forward to your future podcasts, Ellie. We obviously agree. And yeah. Darren, you know, that was the problem with this episode. No Darren Chris. That's exactly what my problem no was. No Kurt. No um, Blaine. Um, yeah, it, it made it a little less interesting. Uh, there was, um, something else I put over at the Palaver forums was, uh, an article. I can't remember what source it came from, but I have it linked over there where somebody was basically, um, calling Darren Chris or Blaine, the Benjamin Linus of Glee. Cause it's a character who came in the second season, supposed to be sort of be like a guest star, but then has sort of stayed and now apparently he's on as a series regular starting season three which i didn't know and that now are they gonna like change the entire direction of glee because of him yeah much because, like you know well i thought we were supposed to get kurt back at some point are we not gonna get kurt back now i don't know we always assumed we would because story-wise how could we not yeah but i don't know 
I mean, he's got a connection to Glee Club no matter what, because he's been the stepbrother. Mm-hmm. You know, he's still there. He's in town. Um, I don't know, though. It intrigues me. Me too. Yeah. Um, you can go to palaver.com and read that article if you are so interested. Erica, would you like to read the next bit of feedback? I would love to. Our next bit of feedback is from Nigel. His subject line is feedback, and he says, Hello, Erica and Emily. How are you? That's great. What if I told you I was awful, huh, Nigel? You didn't think about that, did you? Nigel from Australia here again with some out-of-date feedback. Maybe if I keep this up, I'll get my own segment. Yeah. Here, Here are a couple of thoughts on this Super Bowl episode of Glee. I only saw it last night, but of course, I've already forgotten most of it. High five. Anyway, I'll make this quick. I wonder if someone has compiled a list of all the information we have learned about Sue Sylvester. In this episode, we found out, amongst other things, that she is 31 and that in 1979, she directed a made-for-TV movie about the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders called The Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders. I love that excited look on Rachel's face when she walks onto the field in her football gear. Absolutely adorable. I'm a bit conflicted regarding Larry. Part of me is glad they didn't go the predictable route of him joining Glee Club at the end of the episode. But then again, part of me is disappointed they didn't. Maybe one day. Interesting note, which has probably been mentioned before. Which it hasn't been mentioned before. It I didn't has not. It. Not at all. According to his Wikipedia page, Max Adler was first chair All-State show choir member in high school. Maybe we'll see him sing after all. I have visions of him singing all by myself in an empty <gasps> locker room. See, I told you I wouldn't keep you long. Keep up the good work. Regards, Nigel. Wow. I didn't know that about Max Adler. No, I didn't either. I never would have guessed it either, just based on kind of him. Like, his... And, I mean, maybe it's a testament to him being a good actor, but he just doesn't look like the kind of guy that I would expect to be a really good singer. Mm -hmm. Um, Just And even, like, his voice. He has this, like, kind of deep, you know, voice I associate with a football player as opposed to, you know, a performer. And I'm really interested now in the fact that he can sing. And I really, because we saw he could dance decently in Thriller. Yeah. Um, but wow, that's so exciting. I know. I would like to hear him sing. I would love to hear him sing all by myself. Except that song's getting stuck in my head. <laughs> um, sorry, I did it again. Uh, the Sue Sylvester, the life of Sue Sylvester. She's 31, which means she directed the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders when she was negative two. <laughs> Yes, um, but there is a book being written, like, by, quote, her biography. Sylvester. Her biography, yeah, is supposed to come out, like, sometime this year. Um, I don't know. Maybe some of those things will be cleared up. Hopefully. Yeah, there's a lot of inconsistencies about Sue and what she reveals of herself to us, but uh, we'll see. I really like the idea that she's 31. I just find it amusing, but what can you do? <laughs> All right, the next bit of feedback is um, also from Nigel, where he adds one more thing. Hi again. Can't believe I forgot my biggest problem with the show in the Super Bowl episode, The Warblers. Mm. I don't care if the song was good or not. I can't remember it, to be honest. But there really wasn't any point to it. The only reason Kurt or Blaine were even in this episode was so that Blaine could tell the girls that the football team only needed four more people. But I guess that was reason enough to give them a dreadfully out-of-place number. And how many rooms are there at Dalton? I've counted the staircase, the room where they did the song, and the other one with the windows and the desk. The whole place just feels so phony. Stupid private school jerks. Anyway, sorry I didn't mention this in my previous email. Regards, Nigel. Um... Well, the point of that was to show that, you know, they're preparing for regionals and they're not 
going to just roll over to New Directions, and they're trying. Yeah, we talked about it in the episode, because I kind of had that first instinct also of, like, wait a minute, what was the point of them singing in this episode? Because I agree, in a way, there wasn't, from a narrative point of view, there was no reason for it, but I'll buy into Erica's excuse of, um, you know, they had to show... Called Ryan Murphy and I told him I wanted to hear Darren Chris sing. That's really what happened. Speed dial. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and we've seen th- there's the staircase in the hallway that leads to it, and then that leads into the choir room. Like the giant foyer, also. Yeah. Like ran through. And then there there's there's the room where they have their council, and then there's that room where they sing "Baby, It's Cold Outside." And maybe all the rooms look alike, but. It's a private they're, they're, school. They're slowly building it, I think. Slowly. Yeah. All right, Erica, do you want to take the next one? Yes, ma'am. This one is from Sean at horrorcommentary.com, and he says, well, his subject is, I am a little girl. <laughs> Hello to the magistrates of amazing Emily and Erica. I am a heterosexual male, but I freely admit to squealing like a 12-year-old when the Justin Bieber experience sang baby. Please don't judge me. You are awesome. That is all. XOXO, Sean. <laughs> Aw. Thank you, Sean. I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> That's really, really, really adorable. Um, if it makes you happy, it can't be that bad. Yeah. I'll just go with that. <laughs> okay, we have a nice long one from Wayne Kotke, uh, whose subject is Glee unwisely aligns itself with the color me mine cabal. All right, and he writes, Electra Woman and Dinah Girl. Since Comeback seems less like a coherent episode and more like a bunch of stuff that happened.